shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Okay, What's up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Today, we have something of a treat. Vaughn, the pastor of disaster, Vaughn Diesel, Vaughn the Impaler, is back. I'm back. He's back. I've been all over the country. But here's the problem. Tyler's not wearing his coral shorts. He's not. Which is a bad omen. It's a very bad omen. It's bad omen. Yeah. And then we've got Kelsey. Hey, guys. So what are we going to do today, man? Well, Tell us about your trip, first of all. How's Kansas? I'm sure it was super exciting. It was awesome. I got passed by a... How many fucking tumbleweeds you see? No, I got passed by a Lamborghini while I was out on the I-70. Did you? Heading out by... What color was it? Yellow. Mm. Mm -hmm. Somebody you know? Dude, just because he's got a Lamborghini doesn't mean I know him. Well, that's a pretty elite. And if he had a yellow one, I'd probably smack him in the face. Company, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was a guy. It was yellow, and he was about a middle aged man. Did he have like a gold chain and furry chest and shit? Uh, he did. Did he like a, with like an unbuttoned Tommy Bahama shirt? Uh, he, he had a fuzzy dice, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, no, it was good. But you know, I had a lot of time on the road to think. About things. Uh oh. Yeah. And you when, hurt yourself, did you? I, I didn't. I didn't. But when I got to Manhattan, I was you know hanging out with different people that uh, that I know, and a, and there was a famous movie on Rocky Three, Academy Award winning movie. No, probably not. But that's one with Clubber Lane, right? Right. It's with yeah, Mr. T. T. Right. Yeah. So do you remember what the like the first main conflict of that movie is that Rocky has to overcome? No. Okay. Well, it's basically well actually there's two. One is that. He gets the crap beaten out of him by Mr. T, I think the first time, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. But the second, second main conflict is that his trainer, who he loves dearly, dies, right? So he goes into this big funk. Yeah. You look like you're about to say something. You should no. say it. Mickey, right? Yeah, Mickey, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, so he goes in this big funk, and it finally gets to the point where he's got to take on Mr. T again, right? So he gets this new trainer who's, uh, man, what's his name? The, the black guy who's the played by Car- uh, Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. So yeah. yeah. So Ca- Apollo Creed. I don't know if you know this scene, but Apollo Creed is trying to motivate him to like really put 100 percent, 150 percent into his training, and Rocky keeps on making excuses because he's in this funk, you know. And at one point, they're running, and he's just not putting full effort into it. And Apollo Creed says, "Damn, Rock, what's the matter with you? I'm pretty good at doing that. Was that was, yeah. that was decent? Yeah, I was decent. And Rocky says. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. And you know the famous line that Paula Creed delivers like again and again right in that scene? Uh-uh. He says, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And I thought about that like that literally has been, has been reverberating in my head the entire time I was on my trip because I'm a middle-aged man. I'm 42. Right. Okay, I'm a lot older than a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, you're but a lot older than me. Yeah, I am way older. Like I could be your Obi-Wan. You'd you be definitely Luke, could be. And I'd be Obi-Wan. But it got me thinking, and all kidding aside, it got me thinking about how many people at different ages of their lives that they always think there's going to be a tomorrow, and they, they think that they can procrastinate their commitment <clears throat> to greatness. And so it got me thinking that I really want to hear what Andy says about that, because I know you have a lot to say, but I want to talk about the people who are listening to us at various stages of their lives. Why are they procrastinating their commitment to greatness? Why are they doing it? Why do we wake up this morning? Because any day that you and I wake up, we could literally say, okay, today's the day. I'm going to be, as you put it, fucking great. You know, <clears throat> I think that 
it's natural to procrastinate because, and I just did some snaps on this this morning um, about pivoting. Um, I think it's natural to procrastinate for people because it's easy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's instant gratification. It's the better choice now, right? And just like you say, it's, there's no tomorrow, okay? And I get that. And I get what that means. I understand that. But if you're a natural procrastinator, those people are experts at taking that same saying and making it mean there is no tomorrow, so today I'm going to fucking do what I like to do, right? right? So <clears throat> it's a way to justify the easy path. And successful people understand something that is really as lawful as the law of gravity when it comes to decision-making. They understand that when they come to a point, and, and I call them pivots, pivot points, okay? And a pivot point is a point where you come to <clears throat> a decision. And that decision that you make can either take you further away from your goal or closer to your goal. And the one that takes you further away from your goal is going to be the easier choice. And the one that takes you closer to your goal is going to be the harder choice. And people are habitual creatures. So since it's easier to take that choice when the pivot comes along, that takes less work, less commitment, less discipline, less blood, sweat, and tears to actually do, and is more enjoyable in the moment, they create a habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. And that habit becomes what people call procrastination, and they they, they become habitual procrastinators. And I, I, I've struggled with this. I mean, I've gone through phases of this in my life. I think everybody has. You know, I don't think that anybody who's overcome this has some superhuman ability that they just don't procrastinate it's a discipline that you develop over time to make the correct decisions when those pivots come into your question, right? You have the opportunity to go to the gym like this morning. For example, I did not want to fucking work out. And if you, you know, uh, and I talked about this on my snaps, I didn't want to train, dude. I would have rather done anything than train anything. I would have rather crawled over some broken glass. I would have rather wipe my ass with sandpaper I would have rather done anything than go to the gym and do my workout today. But you know what? I did it. I went to the gym. I worked out. I had a great workout, and I felt great afterwards. That's a pivot, right? I could have just as easily said, hey, you know what, Andy? You're down 50 pounds this year so far. You you train every day for the last 60 days straight. You know what? You deserve a day off. And I could have came here and told everybody, hey, I took the day off from the gym today. And they all would have said, what would they have said? You earned it. Oh, you earned that. Yeah. You earned that that day off. You earned that. And you know what? Maybe I have earned a fucking day off. But that today wasn't going to be that fucking day. Because I'm not going to take my day off just because I'm feeling lazy. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because yeah. I understand that being able to develop and cultivate and keep that habit going of taking the right path when those pivots come is important. It's a habitual discipline. I am not just moving towards my goal. I'm actually creating a discipline of moving towards all my goals because I am taking the path of most resistance on purpose every single time. And that creates a habit of doing that. And when you create that habit of automatically picking the right path path 
And by the right path, I mean the path that's going to be harder, that's going to take you where you ultimately want to be. When you create a habit of doing that, you are creating an automatic decision in your heart and your mind of action. And when you create an automatic decision of action, when those choices and those pivots come to your, your, uh, to your you know, present themselves to you, you are creating an, an automatic plan for success. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. It's a reaction. It's not just I'm trudging along this path of, you know, success and I'm climbing this mountain and blah, 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 blah. No, you could train it to be automatic. You ever notice how there's so many people out there that see it seems like the, the shit is so easy for them? Like the successful people I know, you would never, you don't hear them cry and bitch and moan about how hard it is. The only reason I talk about it is because I want younger people to understand the truth. Because from the outside looking in, if you're a young person, you're looking at somebody who's successful, it looks very easy to them. Well, you know why it's easy to them? Because they've developed the habits that I'm talking about and they're automatic for them. So it is easy for them. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Right, because, yeah, because it's become a habit. So, you know, defeating procrastination is nothing more than <clears throat> A, identifying it and identifying the situations where you can go the, on the path that's going to take you where you ultimately want to be or you can go on the path that's going to slow that process down. Mm-hmm. Being aware of those times and then making the right decision. And doing it automatic. It's that simple. So humor me for a second. So a pivot point would be, we could define it as a key moment in the course of your life where you are tempted to, well, not tempted, you are presented with a decision to It doesn't either, have to be a key moment. It, it doesn't be, even have to be a key moment. It could be a small moment. moment. Okay. Okay, so let me, let me, let me give you an example. You, you have a choice every day to take a shower or not take a shower. You have a choice every day to make yourself look presentable or not look presentable. Look like a bum. Mm-hmm. All right? So it seems like a small decision. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's say today is the day that you're going to go out of the house and you're going to run in to the person who's going to give you the opportunity for the career that you want or going to give you the opportunity uh, for uh, some business. Or maybe it's going to be the day that you meet somebody that could end up being your spouse one day. And mm-hmm. you decided on that day that you're going to cut that corner and not take that shower and make yourself look presentable. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a very practical example. Yeah, right. I like it. So it doesn't have to be these massive decisions. It is just, very, it can be very small decisions. And and people really only recognize the massive decisions. But the people who are truly successful in life have mastered their ability to do the things they need to do that are uncomfortable doing and make them automatic, no matter what they are. Because let's be real, dude. I wake up some days and I want to take a fucking shower. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm that lazy of a person. Like, I do not feel like shaving you know, not that I shave, but I got to mm-hmm. mold this glorious fucking beard into a, a sculpture of art. Right. You know, and I'm, I don't feel like doing that sometimes. Sometimes I want to wake up. I want to go to work in my fucking underwear I slept in. And, and you know, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that because I get the big picture of, of the consequences small decisions, you know, make. Based on what I know you've said about the importance of stringing together small victories and, and tapping into the power of momentum. I would almost say that it sounds to me like you're saying that in some ways, the small decisions are more important than the big ones. They're, they're equally as important. I think equally. Yeah. But not because they're not because they're they're, the outcomes equally as important. Mm -hmm. It's the discipline that you develop to make that decision that meet, that makes it equally important. Mm -hmm. Follow me. Yeah. So, 
it's all about momentum, right? And we talk about this in the podcast on uh, Powerless, right. which is, I think, Kill It Every Day. Kill It Every Day, yeah. I reference that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes that one a lot. But, <clears throat> you know, winning and success is all about momentum. And when you get momentum, you want to do everything you possibly can to not let that momentum slow down or break down or fall apart because getting something going is the hardest part. You know, Mm -hmm. once you get it moving, it's a lot easier to maintain. And that could go for business, relationships, personal development, fitness. It doesn't matter, you know, but the the key thing here is, is what we're talking about procrastination. That is like, that's like the crawl before the walk. You know, how do we stop ourselves from talking ourselves out of action? And that's developing the, uh, you know, the basic discipline of choosing the right things to do. You know, choose mm-hmm. like for me this year, it's been choosing green beans over fucking potatoes. Right. You know what I mean? Even it's it's choosing to stay in and not go out on Saturday night and have drinks with my buddies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's all about learning how to build that discipline up. I love what you said about trying to avoid talking ourselves out of action. It's funny. The first thing that popped in my head when you said that was when you're a guy and you're in a bar, the longer you think about approaching a woman, the less likely you're going to do it. Right. So it seems like that principle just in general is, uh, can be applied to decision-making. So how do you basically make a quick decision to, to act like, how have you trained yourself to do that? Because I, to, to, uh, another Dude, way to, a, I'm not saying, look, it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. still not easy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not. It's not an easy thing. I struggle with it all the time. I, I push the boundaries of being a lazy motherfucker. Mm. That's the truth. Like, I try to do everything with the least amount of energy possible. And, and I have to talk myself out of naturally doing that. Like, that's my natural personality. My natural mm-hmm. personality is to be lazy as fuck. Just like most of you guys listening. Mm-hmm. I have developed habits to beat that right to where I am not that and I get up and I do my shit and I make sure and you know a lot of people ask and they're like well what makes you do that well it's because the fucking alternative of, of not doing that is not what I want right I don't want I don't want it's a, you know you have to think about the alternative of your decision making when you're at that critical point all right it should be an automatic thing, you know, that pops in your head. You know, you're at that critical pivot point where you could go the right way or the wrong way, and you should automatically pop in your brain the consequences of both. And what are the consequences of, you know, not going to the gym? Well, you're going to be fat Well, for me. You know, mm-hmm. what are the consequences of not doing your shit at work? Well, you're going to be broke. Well, I don't like being fat, and I don't like being fucking broke. So I'm going to do what the fuck I need to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It's just about manage. It's not. It's not anything special skills skill wise. It's just being aware of that thought process, and when, when it comes into play, knowing how to react and training yourself to react automatically in those in those steps. Yeah, it would be just like boot camp, or uh, you know, if you train at a sport and you know you automatically do something when something else happens or like karate, like somebody throws a punch, you throw a fucking block and it's automatic. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's with your brain. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, it sounds obviously a specific example of you motivating yourself. was thinking about the consequences, you know, what's the alternative, but I think people hesitate 
I think people decisions. don't take the alternative into consideration. They only take the instant part. They say, oh, you know what? I'm trying to diet. Um, my friends are all going out for Cinco de Mayo. Fuck it, I'm going out. And they don't even think for one second that alternative of like, mm-hmm. dude, you're going to consume 70,000 calories of margaritas and be fat as fuck and hung over for three days. Right. Well, they, they kind of forget the big picture. Where that, I think exactly. That's the thing is that you focus, whenever you're looking at the details, you're looking at them in with the big picture in mind and right. having that vision. Right. And they're just looking at the detail in front of them and not thinking of the big picture. I think that's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Like people automatically take the big picture and without even realizing it, they, mm-hmm. they just throw it in the trash. Well, they sabotage themselves right. whenever remember getting there right what's interesting to me is that fear is a motivator to to not procrastinate but and you've talked about this we've talked about this a lot especially i think uh when we were working on the the chapter in the upcoming book about risk you said that most people average people are afraid of what's going to happen if they do something and you said successful people it's actually the opposite successful people are afraid what's going to happen if they don't do something, hundred percent. So the, the consequences of inaction. So, but but while we're on that that issue of fear, though, I mean, there are a lot of people that I mean, they're good. They're good people. They're well-meaning people. They're not able as as effectively as you are uh, at, at times to uh, to connect with the big picture and connect with well, what's going to happen. But Vaughn, that didn't happen overnight. That's right. what you have to understand. This isn't something that happened in my brain. And not, first of all, I'm learning every day and I'm progressing every day. I'm a work in progress, right. just like everybody listening here. You know, just because I'm on here talking about it doesn't mean I don't have work to be done. And when I was 25 years old or 24 years old, I didn't do these things I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hm. it's I, it, it, that's what I want people to understand. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Fuck, that's not me." You know, right. I don't do I do everything wrong. That's okay. This right. is like this is the same thing as going to the gym or or going to a sporting practice or going to musical practice or whatever it's just with your brain and Mm -hmm. i'm trying to explain how to train yourself to break these habits and create new ones right you know and i and and i don't have i don't have uh psychology experience i'm explaining it in my own terms in my own words how i do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and hopefully people pick that up no that makes sense i I think with this this whole issue of fear though I'm curious because I think a lot of people maybe don't think about it this way, but I've been interacting with a lot of people lately where I'm picking this up from them. And I'm curious what you think of this. Sometimes people are really afraid of action because they're afraid of failure. But I'm starting to find out that I feel like a lot of people are afraid of greatness. They're afraid of success. And I'm just curious what you have to say about that. I've never been able to understand what that is. I don't know what that means. I don't understand what that That, means either. Like I've never been able to like connect that i've heard people say that right. and i've heard like like successful people like uh speakers say that shit like oh you're you're afraid of success or this or that like tony robbins says something right. like that and i personally can't relate to that thought or understand i don't even get what it means like mm-hmm. why the fuck would you be afraid of that mm-hmm. i this is what i think what i'm getting from other people is yeah. that when they put in the you look like you're gonna say something yeah. Kel- Kelsey. i mean Go i ahead. have a lot of friends that talk about this but it's being afraid of like your capabilities and what you're able to do which for you that's your vision like that's your that's your end goal is being at your 
your most capacity and being able to function on that level um, that you see in your head. But a lot of people like, for instance, people who say that they never want to get famous because they're afraid, afraid of the publicity and stuff, or they, um, they like don't want to deal with the fame and everything. I have a lot of friends that right. say stuff like that, but right. I, I don't know. I don't, I get what it's supposed to mean, but I don't. Here's what I always felt like people were saying and this is why I, I do sort of identify uh, or at least sympathize with what they're saying is that when you really commit yourself to greatness you by virtue of that you you raise your expectations you raise expectations you you completely blow apart the horizons of your of your living because it's it's safe to just live in your small little environment and be mediocre mm -hmm. but when you really commit to greatness you you are really getting up it means up. you don't get to slack off anymore yeah and it, people aren't comfortable like if with you that. never have hopes those hopes are never going to be dashed and so mm -hmm. that's what i feel like a lot of people struggle with they're like you know what it does suck to be mediocre but wow if i really work at this and don't you know Put it this don't way succeed, it's like saying you're okay suck. with being comfortable Dude, look, you man, don't ever want to be so uncomfortable like i i don't know like I've never, I, I can't, I can't. They need relate. a new way to phrase it or something because yeah. it no, doesn't it's make not sense. That. It's, it's not that. It's that, dude, you know, I wasn't ever raised. I wasn't ever, 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 ever raised in that environment. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, dude, I had my dad telling me, go fucking kill other little kids when I was three years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, not like literally, like, but right. like in soccer practice and shit. Right. Like, go run kids over and I'll give you a toy. Like, I was never. I was never raised in an environment where being your best was something that wasn't, I mean, that was what was expected. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, that's what I expect for myself and I always have. So to, I, I honestly legitimately in my heart can't relate to that mentality. Right. I right. don't get it. Right. Like what are you talking about and why the fuck is your brain thinking like that? Right. So the person I was sitting across them in the bar over a couple of fireballs, by the way. Not 30, but I was getting close. Um, 30 got, equals he, three for He bar. got to three. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I, that I told them, that, and this is what I picked up from you, is I think the reason that a lot of people are afraid of it, that you're not, is, is something you've said over and over again, which is there's not really a what if. It's not if I do this, what if I fail? Because you always talk about success as an equation. Do right. the work, right, 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 you right. will be successful. Right. And I think that's what most people don't really deep down believe. They believe that they could put all this work in, all this effort for greatness, and not get it. Well, and that's because you have people that will tell you that. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll have people. Like, I made a post regarding this the other day, and some dude, some dude wrote, I do all that shit. I'm still broke as fuck. Like, that was his comment. I go look on his page. You know, it's pictures of him drinking fucking whiskey. It's pictures of him drinking fucking beer. Mm -hmm. It's pictures of him like at the bar. It's pictures of him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was all. It, I mean, like so people who are hopeful for success see a comment like that. They're like, see, see, right? right. I took you know. Right. But leave it to you to actually do the research. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But you know, anybody will tell you that. You know, what you said, what you just said, anybody will tell you that success is who has been successful will tell you it's a it's a it's an equation, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and eliminating that what if is a big deal. But that's where, you know, faith has to come in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It has to come in and you have to listen to people who have, quote unquote, in your terms, made it. Mm hmm. Okay, somebody who's made it to where you want to be, you should probably listen to what the fuck they say. And if they tell you that it's 
uh, it's a, more of a roadmap than it is a lottery, you know, you should probably listen to that and believe that. Right, right. So the first time I ever heard anything remotely resembling what you're talking about with success being an equation is when I was in uh, my master's degree in English and we were, we, they brought in all these people who were like famous authors and the topic was getting your book published, you know, by a, by a legitimate, you know, mainstream publishing uh, company. And it's funny cause three out of the, f well, four out of the five people were kind of D bags and all of them were saying like, it's really hard and you got to have a lot of really, you know, brains like us basically they were bags, D bags. What's a D bag, Vaughn? A douchebag. Oh, yes. he almost said a curse word. <laughs> I, what's Better censor that? That's not really a curse word. That's you, like an, isn't that an actual typical object? I yes, mean, it's like a but real object. It's like it depends yeah. on the context. Well, that's true. <laughs> and you used that's it in true. the in the cursing context. I did. I yes. did. Okay. So, well, I, I did say two other cuss words earlier today. You weren't we weren't paying attention. But anyway, um, so four out of five of them were just losers. Okay. The fifth one just says to everybody, listen, let me just keep it real. If you want to publish a book with a major publisher, you will. If you if you're if it's your goal that you're going to publish a book with a major publisher, you will. You just have to write book after book after book after book and do the work and put in the hard hard effort and you will. And I mean basically he was saying there there was there's not a what if. You're going to do it. If you if you're persistent, you're going to do it. And everybody was like, "Wow." But that's exactly what you say. You tell people that all the time. It is. It, it's not again, just me that says yeah. that. It's anybody who's actually done shit will tell you that. It's the people who haven't done shit will tell you it's a lottery or it's luck or mm -hmm. it's anything other than what what I say it is or what other successful people say. Find me a successful person that tell you it's a fucking lottery. They won't tell you that because it isn't. Right. They tell you it's an equation. And the reason they tell you it is an equation is because it is. But you'll have every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there saying, oh, well, that guy believes in his own fucking ego and he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. So, of course, he thinks he's his. <laughs> right. it's him. You know, and that's so you have this constant battle of people who tell you how they got there. And then you have this constant battle of people who aren't there telling you that it's chance or luck or circumstances or genetics or birth or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because every 99% of the people aren't where the fuck you want to be, right? So when they're speaking on the subject, they're going to come up most of the time, they're going to come up with every fucking reason possible why they're not there themselves. Mm -hmm. And you're surrounded by that 24 hours a day because most people aren't where you want to be. So... What are most people going to say and what is the majority of the noise you're going to hear? It's going to be luck, circumstance, born into richness, uh, lottery winning, the success fairy, you know, and a million other quote unquote reasons that successful people call excuses as to why those people haven't done it. But if you go and you tape record those same motherfuckers lives, you will see that they are not doing the work. And then when you ask them why they aren't doing the work, they will tell you because it's pointless, because I'm not from a rich family, because I'm not blah, blah, blah. You get it? Right. It's a fucking downward spiral cycle that people get caught into. Or things just happen to me that are exactly. bad that just don't exactly. seem to happen to everybody exactly. else. I have the worst e luck. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's a downward spiral. And most of us are surrounded by this. So many, you know, all 
all of our days, every day, all day, that's what we're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And so what do we end up hearing more of and, and, and believing? Like, dude, you know, back in, uh, <clears throat> in, in Vietnam or World War II, I can't, or Korea, I can't remember which one, they used to train the concentration camp soldiers to love the captors. Mm-hmm. And if you're surrounded by the, you know, certain information is put in your brain so much all day, every day, and so many people put it in your brain, eventually your brain says, well, this must be right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the expected, that's what society thinks success is. And then, and then we go on TV or the internet or the radio or anywhere where the media is, and we don't see the stories of guys like me who have been at their craft for damn near 20 years who started with fucking nothing they don't tell that story. What story do they tell? They tell the fucking Kardashians. They tell uh, the guys who have won the lottery. You know, the redneck couple from Arkansas who fucking won a billion dollars. Right. And they bought a new gator boat, you know, <laughs> and, and, and then lost a million dollars at the strip club in a suitcase. Right. They tell that shit. You know, they don't tell the fucking grit and, and persistence, which honestly, to me, is a better fucking story. But they don't tell it. It's kind of like rooting for the underdog. Like that's the story people need and want to hear, but they get like the glam story. Dude, they get they, and that's all they want to tell because all they got is a minute to tell it. Yeah. So you can't tell a fucking twenty year story in one minute. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So you know, look at the entrepreneur magazines, the Fortune entrepreneur, the fucking shit they write. You know, it's 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 about these twenty year old kids who who raised seventy million dollars and they don't even have a fucking product. Mm -hmm. You know, and so people read that shit. And they're like, dude, I can't do this. This is for those kind of people. And that's what's unfortunate that they don't share those actual success stories is because just because you're successful doesn't mean that you don't think some things are pointless. Like something as simple as like taking a shower. You didn't want to do it and you may have found it pointless, but as a successful person, you knew that's what you had to do to get through your day. So you did it. Right. Like, and, and, and it starts there. It starts with basic shit yeah. and you can build into the bigger shit. But the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, 99% of the companies out there have stories similar to mine. Mm-hmm. If you look back far enough, you know, they might be third, fourth generation companies. But go back all the way to where it started mm-hmm. and l- listen to that story. And those are the things that aren't told. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah. And so, so when you're a young person or even an older person, um, let's say you're in your forties or fifties and, and you know, you're surrounded by these stories your whole entire life. How hard is it to break the thought process of overnight success, uh, quick money, um, you know, easy money and all the, like, that's the, that's the home run everybody's trying to hit. Right. And that's elusive because it happens does it happen? Sure, it happens. But it's it's one out of every 1,000 entrepreneurial stories or 1 million, mm-hmm. you know? But the slow way, that's the other 999,000 way. And that's the guaranteed way. Right. So would you rather spend your whole life going for the home run of overnight or would you rather spend the next 10, 12 years guaranteeing that you're going to get there? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but then again, you know, if, if you say that to people, you know, it's excuse after excuse after excuse. And it's because that's what they've heard their entire lives. Right. 
going back to what you were saying about the Korean War, people hear that story. You know, they've read that story about what they did to the the. Yeah, uh, forgive me yeah. for not remembering the details, but no, no, no. But but what's amazing about that story? What's really profound about that story is when people found out that the Koreans were using that to brainwash our our GIs. That was really scary, but I think what people really f- missed for a while, and then suddenly people all of a sudden woke up and go, whoa, if if the North Koreans, or I think it was North, if the North Koreans could brainwash our soldiers for evil, you can, quote-unquote, brainwash yourself for good. That's how effective those those techniques of training, right. you're, the way you think, and it and it just as it was almost, I mean, I, I, you can't really hold, the, hold it against those guys that, that a lot of them succumb to that because they're just so no. freaking effective. No, but that, you know? I was using an example because that's what people are flooded with every day. Right. So that's why they believe what they believe. Right. That's why most people don't try. You know, they just don't. They won't even try because they figure, well, it didn't just happen to me. Like it happened to all these other people that I've seen my whole life. You know, so I'm not yeah. even going to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Another one we get all the time when people email in and you know, I'm sympathetic, but the longer I the longer I get these emails and read them and pass them on to you, the more I think really at 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 its core, this is an excuse, is that we hear people say all the time, Andy, I'm committed to greatness. I'm committed to like killing it. I just don't know what to do. And I've gotten to the point where I've been around you long enough that I I usually like if I take the time to say, Hey, Andy Swamp right now, I'm just gonna respond to what I think he would say, is that I think I always tell people you don't have to do the big thing right now, but you have to do something and you have to do the next thing. And well, that's dude, what it, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I just had this conversation with my own team yesterday, my own, my own guys, dude, you have, you have to look at everything as if it's, as if it's contributing to your future self. Mm-hmm. And that means if you're flipping fucking burgers right now, you should make the best motherfucking burger on the face of the earth every fucking time. Not because you're going to be a fucking burger chef 20 years down the road, but because you are developing the habit of doing things perfectly and doing them repetitively over and over and over again. And that is valuable. Mm -hmm. That habit is valuable. Okay? So if you're sweeping floors, you should take pride in sweeping the floor fucking perfectly every time. Not because you're going to sweep floors your whole life, but because you are cultivating the habit within you of being perfect, okay? And you tell that to people, and they'll, all, they'll say, well, fuck, Andy, I'm not going to be sweeping floors my whole life. Well, let me tell you what I see. If you can't sweep a motherfucking floor right perfectly every time, you sure as fuck can't do the next thing up the chain perfectly. Mm-hmm. You might think you can, and you might very well be able to do it. But you're not showing me that you have the discipline to cultivate the habit of doing that perfectly consistently to where you're going to earn the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think most people who are in a place of, of decision making or running a business feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I take pride in everything I do. If I sweep that fucking floor, it is going to be fucking perfect and it is going to be cleaner than if you swept it. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And I take pride in everything. Like, I make it a competition. I'm a better motherfucking floor sweeper than you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's a habit I've cultivated in myself. And it creates a good result that people appreciate in anything that I do. So, 
when you're in a position of entry level, whether it be at my company or somebody else's company or anywhere, you need to recognize that what you're doing, you may not do your whole entire life, but the habits that it takes to do that perfectly and consistently and successfully every time, you do need that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think most people feel, most people think like that. Yeah. Most people think like, well, you know what? Fuck that floor. It's not important. You know what? I don't need to call that customer and check up on him because I know I did a good job. You know, I, you know what? I don't have to fucking write that note perfectly because, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. A person already bought the shit. Right. They're, they're, it's cut corners, right. right? And if you're a leader, this is even worse because if you're a leader and you're cutting corners and people see you cutting corners, they're not just going to cut the corner you cut. They're going to cut four other corners. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're managing people and people are watching you and you cut a corner, you're ultimately making your job that much harder because you've got to correct and be held responsible for all the four other corners these motherfuckers are going to cut. And, and that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You know? It's discipline, man. It's yeah. cultivating habits. It's yeah. understanding that even though you might be 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, you might be in your late 20s. You might be just getting your career going. You have to take pride in everything that you do and every detail that you do and every single thing that you do because you have to understand that that skill of doing things perfectly is what's going to bring success into your life later. So I don't care what you're doing, flipping burgers, cooking French fries, sweeping fucking floors, splitting the motherfucking atom. It needs to be perfect. Mm. Follow me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm a child of the 80s, so you have to humor me. But what I hear you saying is that all of life is really like the Karate Kid. You think you're doing these menial tasks like, you know, wax on, wax, on, wax, wax off, off yes. and, and, and paint, the, paint the fence. But what, we, what you're really doing is you're training for yes. excellence. In, yes. In, in, and it, the competition is 100%. To, to, to beat yourself and to, and, to, and to win at life. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think, you know, uh, at the end of the day, man, it all comes down to recognizing and being aware of the opportunities that you have bringing the, what if I don't do it thoughts into your brain and making the correct decision every single time. And then whatever that is, you do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, we're, we're talking about basically the overall recipe for fucking success here. Right. You know? Um, but it's I mean, interesting to me that, that people are so worried about what's out there and, and getting to this sort of abstract concept of greatness and what your emphasis is on, and we know this because you've talked about this a lot, but what your emphasis is on the task before you, do it with excellence. And then the next every one, time. Every time. And that and, it, and dude, what you did yesterday doesn't fucking matter. What you right. did the day before that, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. What you did last year, the year before that, I don't fucking care. We just did a podcast on this about holding on to your past success. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had employees in my, in my company who think that because they performed last year that I owe them something now. Mm-hmm. No, I'm paying you and rewarding you on your current level of excellence and progression in this company. Mm-hmm. Right now, what you earned today may have been dictated by what you did last year. But if your performance is less than what it was last year, guess what? <laughs> You're going to go back to making less money. Mm-hmm. I don't owe you morally an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Right. People think that. They think like, 
oh, well, I've been here for 20 years, so I, I fucking deserve to be CFO or whatever the fuck it is they want to be. No, you don't. You were here for 20 years, but what did you do for 20 years? Mm-hmm. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you guys have to... This is day by day, man. You don't get to climb Mount Everest by, you know, talking about all the little hills that you ran up and down in fucking high school. <laughs> you know, that's not how it works. Right. You fucking put one foot down in front of the other today, and you do that again tomorrow. And that's it. Yeah. You know? So, guys, uh, the show notes for this episode are themfceo.com forward slash P, wait for it, 69. We are on the 69th episode. And uh, (laughs) Tyler, why are you giving me the eye? Tyler's giving me the eye. But, uh, you know, the last thing I really want to hear you you say. Yeah. Clearly. The last thing I I wanted to hear you talk about is is I feel like in, in this whole delayed commitment to success that there's a difference between people who fail people who are basically losers and those who are successful and i feel like the people who fail and are losers they just waste time whereas i think the people who are successful they really believe that no matter what happens in their life no time is ever wasted like you can use everything in your life and marshal it together as raw material for your goals yeah no question i mean that's that's almost a different whole t- different podcast well it's true and yeah. we could make it a whole different right. podcast because that's that's all that's about utilizing every tool that's thrown your way mm-hmm. and making it work for you mm-hmm. you know um most people just don't develop that level of resourcefulness right they, they pout and cry and see the bad things and that's what they concentrate on that's why their life sucks right so right well, guys, follow us on social media. You know all of Andy's stuff, all of my stuff. I don't know. It's at Andy Frisella, at MFCEO-1 on Snapchat. And uh, a lot of you guys aren't following me on Facebook. We have a, I have a I was just gonna disproportionate say, amount yeah. of you guys on my Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, too. It's uh, uh, slash uh, Andrew Frisella. Isn't it Andrew Dot Frisella? No. It's not. Okay. No, quit okay. fucking on my shit. I know. I'm sorry. So... Anyway, follow us, connect with us, and uh, thanks for listening. Any final world? Yeah, guys, look, words? practice this today. You know, you're going to have five or six different pivots that come across your desk, meaning your life today. All right, try to make today a win by taking the right path every single time. What's the right path? The one that's fucking hard. You know what I mean? Instead of taking the elevator, take the fucking stairs. It's that simple. You have to break it down, recognize, and choose the right direction. Don't live a passive life. Get control of it, become aware, and make the decisions that are going to progress you forward in the big picture, not in the moment. And in the meantime, don't be a fucking bitch. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Okay, shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Shut up.